So, Mike, I always like to find items which I wish that we had thought of. So I have another one for you. Have you heard of the Whoop Tracker? I <laughs> No. I mean, <laughs> I'm acting now. I'm like, no, I've never heard of it. I mean, I have because you told me about it. You put a link to it in our show notes for the prep. So I've, I've looked it up. So I always think we should build more premium things. <laughs> and someone has. It's a fitness tracker that is a $30 a month sub. Obviously, if you subscribe for longer, it's a cheaper sub. Why charge $10 when you can charge $30, right? $30 is outrageous. $30 is literally taking the piss. Who's going to pay? $30 is a lot of money. Like, that's, like, that's like three Netflixes. Maybe more than three Netflixes. I mean, I guess they're going to say, what's more important? your health or netflix it's like is my health worth three netflixes ten dollars i'd actually be like hmm thirty dollars i'm like what the but but seriously this is what fitbit wishes they had done because you know fitbit is constantly trying to upsell you premium now right fitbit wants to sell you the monthly sub because they, they need money to keep those servers running. And I guess thinking about it logically, if you are just selling like a fitness tracker, like the physical hardware as a one-off cost, but you're paying all the server costs for all the data that people are generating with those trackers, at some point you're going to run out of money because it's like a pyramid scheme, right? Like the data just keeps coming in forever, but the devices, you know, people buy a device and they use it for longer than their purchase price supported the server infrastructure, I suppose. Hence, they want premium. And in the, and these people are very clever, right? Because they're just amortizing the cost. For the, You know, the tracker is free. You know, the hardware, you don't have to pay anything for it. Or you've got to pay $30 a month. I mean, you could buy a new Fit... It's like buying a new Fitbit tracker every three months and then throwing it away. Every three months, yes. Ballpark, isn't it? Because if you know a Fitbit is like a hundred dollars. Yes. So I mean, that's how expensive this is. But you know, it's trying to sell you on. It'll tell you how much you need to sleep. It'll tell you you're doing too much. You know, you need you need recovery. No, it's trying to set limits on what you're doing. You know, that's it's. I feel like that's it's USP. I do think it is very clever because if you look at the tracker as well, it's like less is more. It doesn't have a screen. It's literally just like a fancy Velcro thing that like clamps to your wrist, right? But there's no screen. So, you know, with the Fitbit, people like, oh, I'm not going to buy a Fitbit. I've got an Apple watch. Why do I need two watches? You know, like not everyone buys into the two watch lifestyle. But this isn't a watch, Right? This is a like a hardcore tracker. So it's fine to buy one of these as well. You know what would be even smarter? This, I, to be clear, I do not believe this. But if I was really into conspiracy theories, I think this would be an amazing conspiracy theory. If Fitbit actually own Whoosh, and the reason it's $30 is to incept you into thinking, $30 is so expensive, $10 I'd be all right with. And then, 
up pops the Fitbit Premium advert. It's only $10 a month. Oh, it's so reasonable. <laughs> Google's listening to this right now and they're thinking, well, yes, we need to buy Whoop. <laughs> Let's buy Whoosh. I forgot. You're right. I forgot. Fitbit is Google now. Google knows. Google knows. Google knows when I'm sl- Google knows when I'm sleeping. At least it needs to know Holy you're not it needs to know that the only reason you're not watching YouTube is because you're sleeping and not doing something else. <laughs> you're right. You're, this is incredible. Can you imagine their can you imagine their attention department? They're gonna be like, it's amazing. He watches YouTube all day. The only time he doesn't watch is when he's sleeping. How can he possibly know that? We bought Fitbit. Oh. Should we move on? Yeah, go on. Tell me more premium sh**. Literal premium sh**. There's a product called Hello Tushy, which is just a, a bidet for everyone. You know, this is another example of, depending on how you introduce this item, it either sounds ludicrous or old-fashioned or crazy, or like high class. Because if you go, oh, it's a bidet, people are like, what? But if you go... Oh, it's like one of those fancy Japanese toilets. It's like, oh, okay. Wasn't it fashionable in like the seventies to have a like? Is it a bidet or a bidet? I don't even know how to pronounce the word honestly because oh, like sure. no one says it anymore. It's such a weird item now. But it used to be commonplace, or at least not unusual, to have one. Maybe decades ago. I mean, it's certainly out of fashion now in the West. As a separate piece of bathroom furniture. Yeah, but like my grandma's bathroom had a toilet and next to it like a bidet. And I remember like being a kid and being like, what's that? Why is there like a weird low sink next to the toilet? And the tap shoots upwards. So your grandma was fancy. I think it's actually just that the house she happened to buy had this and she never removed it. So the house was fancy. Don't, don't try and make it out like it was some mansion or something. No, it was just like a well, regular house. It. Just say, okay, fine. <laughs> I thought you could just dodge it. <laughs> he didn't, you said explicitly. It was just a regular 12 bedroom house with a guest wing. No, <laughs> it wasn't that at all. Yeah, but conversely, have you been to Japan? Yes, yeah, I've been to Japan. And have you used a fancy Japanese toilet? I have but I didn't particularly enjoy it. I just think I just think it's such a good idea. Like I you know, because I was raised without fancy Japanese toilets, I would just use toilet paper, fine. But if you think about it, toilet paper is kind of barbaric. Yes, it is. You know, you, you wouldn't like handle something dirty and then just like rub your hands with some paper and be like, "Yep, that's good." How is this acceptable? I feel my Tesco value toilet paper isn't enough to handle wet things. But, but the, you know, the Japanese toilet, it's like having a shower. You like wash it all off and then you just pat it dry. Pat it dry. Okay, it's already clean. Not wipe it dry. Just pat it dry. You don't, you don't need to. You don't need to. Fine. It's much more civilised. This thing is just going for the cleaning angle. It's not even talking about heated seats, which is something I definitely couldn't get along with. I think it's just whatever you're used to. 
But I, I do think, assuming civilization doesn't collapse and we don't have some sort of energy crisis and we don't have some sort of critical water shortages, so this future probably isn't going to happen given the way things are going. But if we do have some utopian future, it's definitely going to be the case that they will look back and go, they used paper? What barbarians? They didn't even have the three seashells. So you agree that this is a great idea? I think if Western homes had magical Japanese-style toilets, that would get a thumbs up from me. Okay, so if you believe in this idea, what I've noticed is that Halutoshi has not made it into a sub. So we have to take this idea and turn it into a sub model. <laughs> we can't have a subscription toilet. <laughs> you have to pay for the, the whatever you put in the, you know, we just don't want to fire water up your bum. We want to fire something else up your and that's where that's what people are paying for. So, if you don't pay the subscription fee, it just like blasts scolding steam at your asshole. <laughs> but I think how this works, it just takes toilet water, right? I think is that right? I didn't, I didn't look at it that closely. If I'm honest, I don't even know. I don't know. Okay, toilet water, tap water. You know, you can do better than tap water. That's what we're going to offer. It can use raw water. Raw water, right? <laughs> AKA the water that came from the outward pipe of your toilet instead. But you, okay, you know where I'm going, right? Yeah, I know where you're going. You don't need to sell a subscription toilet, man. Come you on. Should, well, well, you know what? You're, you're right. You're percolating ideas in my mind. This is great. The only reason to sell a subscription toilet is if it's collecting data. We can just, we can have like this data powered toilet. Imagine it can track. How often you go to the toilet and it can have a weight sensor in the seat so it can measure how much lighter you become when you take the dump. And if you're taking too long or too little time? Well, that's just because you're watching YouTube. <laughs> I think the, the weight sensor is a genius thing. I think this is a solution. The weight sensor. But you could do all sorts of things. You could just, you could just fire a camera into the, into the bowl and see you can and analyze people's poops without them really having to look at it. So you could detect health problems immediately. AI-driven poop analysis. That's right. Congratulations, you're in ketosis. Or not enough fiber. And you're not going to not subscribe to this, right, once you offer this technology. You're not going to not subscribe to this because we've got pictures of your ass and they're <laughs> going on Facebook unless you pay the subscription fee. One last thing about Hello Tushy. They are selling a bloody pooping stall. A premium. The premium pooping stall. This is like the gateway pro pooping solution, right? You buy the Ottoman and you think like, wow, my poop is so much better now. And that convinces you to buy the fancy toilet seat. It's crazy because any plastic stall will do. You don't want to use just any plastic stool, like some sort of caveman. You need a pro-ergonomic pooping solution. Again, this is funny, right? Because the stool is there because, anatomically, a squat toilet is actually better for you. In that, your poop is going to flow better. This is a terrible episode. Why do we do this? But... No, no one want, no one likes a squat toilet. I mean, they're kind of horrible, right? So this pooping ottoman is the next best thing. 
it elevates your legs to a similar level to a squat toilet while you can sit in the comfort of your porcelain throne. Did you buy one? No, I don't need a fancy one. I've just got a regular one. Oh, do they ship to Hong Kong? There's still time for Christmas. <laughs> Is this you hinting that you want one? <laughs> no, no, I'm fine. I eat plenty of fibre. Mike, hopefully a quick one. I wanted to find out how you listen to music. I usually put things in my ears and sound comes out of them. I don't, I don't, can you elaborate on what you mean by this question? How do you decide what sounds come out of your earphones, headphones? So I use Spotify. I've been, I've been using Spotify since just before moving to Hong Kong, which I think is when Spotify really hit the mainstream anyway. So that's 10 years of Spotify at this point. You must get the best recommendations. You know what, actually? I get some weird recommendations because the problem is, for a while, basically my sisters were hijacking my Spotify account, right? Because like they, they wanted to use it for like either music at parties or like to listen to obscure classical music. I have two sisters, they have different tastes. And they were like, oh, it'll be fine. There's like an eight hour time difference. So we're not going to overlap. But as a result, for a few years, my Spotify recommendations were absolutely mental. Like, it would be like, you haven't listened to Rachmaninoff Piano Concerto in D for a while. Or, hey, how about Justin Bieber? And I was like, what is this? How do you make sense of this Spotify? I mean, they clearly could tell something funny was going on if they looked at the IP addresses. Because, you know, I did a lot of travel every day. But... Yeah, eventually, I kicked them off. They're doing their own thing now. They have their own Spotify accounts. So, now the recommendations are actually much better. It's only if you look at the historic, like, here's your 2016 wrap-up. It will be, like, actual madness. Yeah, Spotify's recommendations are actually really good. Because, I don't know about you, like, how did you used to discover music? I guess, like, you had friends and they would tell you you had friends i mean this sounds awful right it's like this is what it's like being a 30 something my musical tastes have really stagnated you know like i'm still surprised when i see stuff like on reddit they'll be like oh i found some classic rock and it'll be like the killers and i'd be like is that classic rock is that old it's like i guess it's 20 years ago now oh, did you read enemy magazine q magazine i didn't but i had friends who did I had friends with better musical taste than me and they would tell me about stuff or they would like lend me a CD or something. What was it? Steve Lamech on Radio 1, right? Stuff, yeah, yeah. You'd listen to the radio. You're right. None of those things happen anymore. You're not lending me any CDs and thus I'm entirely depending now on Spotify to recommend me stuff. Which it actually does a fairly good job of. You told me that Spotify recommends you things every day. Yeah, so if you want it, there's literally a playlist called like Discovery Playlist and it will play stuff that you've not heard before that it thinks you will like. So if I'm feeling particularly adventurous, I will listen to that. But usually I can't be bothered. Usually I'll just 
it, it makes these daily mixes actually so there'll be like daily mix one two three four whatever you know like a bunch of them and it does it i guess by like clustering your musical tastes and like finding a bunch of bands that it thinks go together and then making a playlist based on those bands but it'll mix some other stuff in there too that you know are from other bands that you don't know maybe but they're just thematically the same so yeah i've i've gone and discovered new bands as a result of that you know that i've turned out it's turned out i've really liked so that's infinitely better than apple music already you're one step ahead of me two three four steps ahead of me what does apple music do we get ours weekly and it already has its themes like favorites new music get up music or get pumped music kind of thing and then chill there's like so there's four playlists i get weekly that's it that's all i get weak source it is spotify will literally generate a playlist on the fly like you can pick a song and you can just hit start radio and it will just start a playlist based on that song or you can literally make a playlist of your own and, and you know this has happened to me a lot of times like i've gone and made a playlist and then if you don't have it set to repeat that when it gets to the end of the playlist, it just tries to continue the playlist. It just puts more songs on the end of the playlist that it thinks go with the ones you you made the playlist out of. And again, found some really good stuff as a result. Okay, lastly, what are your three, I've got three here, main genres? I mean, it, it varies which one's the number one playlist and which one's the number two playlist. Like sometimes it's really confusing because... I'll just hit play on Spotify and it'll be playing your daily mix number one, but it will have flipped to one of the other playlists and I'll be like, hey, what is this? I'll be like, oh, right. So the top three tend to be video game music, happy indie music, and moody indie music. So those are the three like general themes of the playlists Spotify gives me as my daily mixes. I don't think that we're that different. Yeah. So boring. You should say something controversial. I think we probably actually are quite different. You have no idea what I'm actually listening to. Actually, you know what surprised me the other day? For the five years episode, and I said I didn't know what music to use. I actually, I really wanted to use Five Years by David Bowie, except obviously we'd get copyright struck to hell for doing so. But... I said this to you, and you were like, I've never heard that song. I think sometimes we're surprisingly different. Like, we don't actually have the same cultural touchstones. I don't listen to old music at all. I don't listen listen to music older than me. Scandal.